the prohibition number 63, mitzvah samach gimel. This is the opposite of the sanctification of God's name, which is known as a chilul Hashem, a profaning uh, of Hashem's name. We are commanded uh, and has already been explained previously about the positive side of this mitzvah, which is the positive mitzvah number nine, and the opposite mitzvah in the prohibition side of things, it's the verse in Vayikra, Perik Chav Beis, Pasuk Lamed Beis, which the verse states, V'loi sechalalu as shame kochi, not to desecrate my holy name. What does it mean to desecrate my holy name? So the Rambam explains that there is actually three parts to this mitzvah. Two parts apply to all, all people, and one part applies to specific people. The general first part of this, uh, of this uh, mitzvah is that if it's a situation that a person is being demanded to violate one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, during a period when the Goyim are trying to take the Jewish people away from their religion, known as the time of Shemad. So in that time, if the Goy that forces is intending to get the Jew to violate, to transgress, whether it be a light mitzvah, whether it be a serious mitzvah, it doesn't matter. In that case, that would be listening to him would be profaning Hashem's name. Or if it's a case, even not during those periods in which there's a general shmad against the Jewish people, but one who is demanded that he should either worship idols or uh, do things of promiscuous gilu uh, arayis, or pouring someone's blood, killing somebody somebody else. And this would apply, as mentioned, even not during Shmad. So a person is obligated to give his life, life up and allow himself to be killed and not to transgress. As we have explained in the ninth mitzvah, I say, the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. What happens if somebody does transgress and he does not allow himself to get killed? Then he has caused a chilul Hashem, he profaned Hashem's name, and he transgressed this prohibition. If this was done in public, meaning that there were ten Jewish people at that present, at that time, then that's called a public chilul Hashem, a desecration of Hashem's name, and he has transgressed Hashem's command of Hashem Kachi, not to desecrate my holy name, and this is a very serious offense. However, one would not get lashes for this offense because he is forced. And Beisdin does not have the right to uh, give the punishment of either lashes or misas. Beisdin only when something does, when somebody does something intentionally and willingly with witnesses and with warning. But this guy isn't doing it willingly. The language of the Sifri, when one gives uh, of his children to the Avedizorah, the Melech, so the Sifri says over there, it's in Vayikra, Pasig Hay, 
It says, Venosati Anias Ponaiba Ishahu, that I will pay, place my face on that man, on that person. So Hahu is an exclusion, it's a clause to tell us that not if he is forced, not if he's doing it accidentally, and not if he's doing it mistakenly. So here you see that one who would worship idols, but he is forced to do so, will not be liable either Karis, certainly he won't be liable for Misas Bezdin, for Bezdin's punishment, but he still nevertheless has transgressed and he desecrated Hashem's name. That's number one. Number two, which is also applies to all people, is if a person does a transgression which he has no benefit, he has no desire for it. He just is defiant. He shows with his action that he totally disregards a level of, uh, of cheapening and unimportance and efkaris. This one, in his actions, is also desecrating the name of Hashem and would get the lashes. And therefore, Hashem says, don't in Vayikra, Perik Yutes, Pasuk Yutbeis, the Pasuk says, V'loisishavu bishmila shoker v'chilaltas Hashem alekecha, that you shall not swear in my name falsely, because then you will be desecrating the name of God your God. Because when a person does that, he shows on the disregard for this matter for Hashem, and there is really no uh, physical benefit or enjoyment of this. And the portion which applies only to specific individual amongst the people is that when a person who's a known person in his righteousness and uh, his correctness, if he does an act which appears to the community, to the public, that this is something which is an Avera, and that an act like this is unbefitting to a person who's of that righteous nature to do so, even though it's something which is permissible. Still, that is considered a chilol Hashem, desecrating, profaning Hashem's name. And this is what our sages tell us. How is the situation of a chilol Hashem? He says, as for example, one of the rabbis said, if I shall buy meat at the butcher shop, and I won't pay immediately, and there's another rabbi, that would be a chil Hashem. The other rabbi said, I, if I go four cubits without studying Torah, and without putting on tefillin, that would be a chil Hashem. This prohibition has been duplicated in Vayikra, Perik, Yudchaz, Pasuk, The Torah says there again, Hashem. And the details of this mitzvah have been explained in Tractate Pesachim and at the end of Tractate Yom. We're doing in the prohibitions of the Sefer HaMitzvahs, the laws of the Rambam. This is the 65th prohibition, number 65. There's a total of 365 prohibitions. This is number 65. The 65th prohibition is the warning that God has warned us not to destroy a house of Hashem, uh, which means a place where we worship Hashem, a shul, a synagogue, or to destroy the book of the prophets, or to erase any of the holy names of Hashem, and similar. 
the way the prohibition is uh, worded is it says in the Pasuk, Loisasun came Lashem Elokechem. Don't do so to God your God. Before that, the verse says, After the verse introduces the command to destroy the idol worship, to totally destroy it and to break up its altars totally, and then then he warns you, he says, don't do so to God your God. And anyone who violates any matter of this, for example, if you should destroy any part of the uh, sanctuary, the Heichel, or the altar, or you erase one of God's names, you will get lashes. In the end of Makis, the Gemara in the language explains One who would burn wood of the Kodesh that belongs to the Hagdish would get the lashes. Amru, our sages says Where do we see the warning not to do so? It says, their trees, their worship trees, that they worship, you should burn in fire. Do not do so to God your God. The chain is by Risham. It's also explaining that one who would erase God's name would also get the lashes. Amru, they said, the warning is from here, it says, the Ibadatem es Shemam, you should destroy their name, Leisasin Kein Lashem, but don't do so to God. The details, the laws of this mitzvah have been explained in the fourth chapter of the Tractate of Shavuos. We're doing the Sefer HaMitzvah, now we'll do the positive mitzvah of 172. Uh, this is a command that we've been commanded to listen to the prophet of, of amongst the prophets, peace unto them, and to fulfill everything that they command us. Now, even if they instruct us something which goes against the mitzvah, against the law that we have, a mitzvah, or even several mitzvahs from these mitzvahs, but the condition is it's only temporarily in other words, they're not uprooting a mitzvah, saying you don't have to do this mitzvah ever. They're just saying right now there's an exemption from that mitzvah. But we cannot internal, internally make any addition or any take away something from the Torah. That no Navi can do. As we have explained in the introduction of our uh, book, the interpretation of the Mishnah. Now, where is the verse in which uh, this command was uh, said? It's where Hashem says, this is in, per- in Devarim, Perek Yudches, Pasuk Tezvav, chapter uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 15. The Torah says, A love tishmeun, you got to listen to him, you got to listen to the prophet. 
reference it. The Loshin Sifri, this is the language that the Sifri says. A love Tishmun, what it means you gotta listen to him. Afilu Omar Lachol Lavid Alachas Mikol Mitzus Hamuris Hamuris even if he tells you to transgress one of the mitzvahs that are said in the Torah for a temporary basis, Shmaloi, you can listen to him. One who transgresses this mitzvah, I mean, you don't listen to the prophet, then Chayiv Miso Shemaim, he is liable for death by the hands of heaven, which means it's not a a matter for the court, it's a matter from Hashem. This is what we, the Pasik says, may Hashem be elevated, it says, and this is a Pasik in Devarim Yudches Yutes, that's a few verses after the previous one in Deuteronomy 18, verse 19. So it says, Which means, it will mean the person that is not going to listen to my words, that he speaks in my name, that the prophet speaks in my name, I will seek of him, which means Hashem says, I will punish him myself. The Gemara in Tractate Sanhedrin has articulated that there are three whose death comes by the hands of the heavens. One is one who transgresses the words of the prophet, and also the and a prophet who has transgressed his own prophecy and his own and also one who holds back his prophecy. He doesn't say, Shem told him to go say something. If he's koivish, he doesn't say it. Then it's also a, a death by Shemayim. Hashem takes, uh, punishes him. And all these three things that we're saying come from the same verse. It says, Asher lo yishma el devori. That he's not going to listen to my words. So, Amru, they say like this. Kri bai, we read all three. Loi, uh, now here it's all in the, I got to look the vowels over here. So one is, Asher lo yishma, that's, you know, that's lo yishma, simple means not listen to the Navi. And, then the other one is also Leishma by himself. And I guess the Koivishn was is Loyashmiya. You gotta look it up. It won't let other people hear. So all these come from the same. Yourself, the Navi, and not to say it. The laws of these mitzvahs have been articulated in the tractate Sanhedrin.